Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. Now, in the last episode, I shared with you some key tips and mistakes to avoid when researching your renovation or new build project online so that you don't get lost down that Google rabbit hole. Now, in this episode, I'll be giving you some important information so that you know how to ask for what you want. So let's dive in. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. Now, one of the most frequent challenges that homeowners will share with me is just, I have no idea where to start. And also many homeowners tell me that they've got three main fears or areas of concern about their building or renovation project. And these may sound familiar to you. These fears are how much the project will cost and whether the budget will blow out how long the project will take and how much of their time it will take up and how much stress the project will cause them. Are these fears that you have about your project or concerns that you're worried about? In all of my experience of working with homeowners who are renovating or building their home, there's a thing that I see really work for them in in creating a successful project and in dealing with those fears and in helping them really get started in an effective and an efficient way. And it's this. They know how to ask for what they want. Now, this isn't something that everybody naturally knows how to do, and it's why I'm doing this episode, because I think it's really important for you to understand what it takes to know how to ask for what you want. Now, when you can figure out how to ask for what you want, it means that you you don't waste money on getting advice from the wrong people or starting your process in the wrong way. You don't waste time on design or consultations for your project that aren't on budget or even possible for your home or your area or that are a good fit for you, for you and your family. And you can get started with the right team for you who support you and keep you informed and help you manage your risk and your stress as a result. Now, let me be clear, knowing how to ask for what you want does not mean that you have to solve every problem for your project, that you have to design the whole thing for yourself, that you have to get it all quoted and costed all by yourself or pick every item, material, fixture and finish on your own. That's not what I'm talking about. But knowing how to ask for what you want does mean that you will start your project with some prior knowledge, that you'll have knowledge before you get going, which will ultimately help you be a super savvy and informed homeowner and client and be able to interview your potential team and not get taken for a ride. It'll also mean that you can communicate with that team effectively from the get-go. It will also mean that you're not wasting time, you're not wasting money, and that you can make those first steps the very best steps for you and your project so that you can get started efficiently and you can minimize stresses along the way. Does that sound good? It sounds good like it's important, like it, it is, it's so important to know how to ask for what you want, okay? So 
I'm going to share three main mistakes that I see many homeowners make when it comes to not knowing how to ask for what they want. And I've regularly seen that these mistakes can mean that they generally waste time and money and they suffer a lot of stress right from the starting block and their project is a headache from go to woe. All right, so here are the three main mistakes and then I'll go through them one by one. Mistake number one is not getting clear on your needs, your wants, your aspirations or your desires up front. Mistake number two is only figuring out how to make the next step after you've made the last step in your project. And number three is feeling like you can't trust anyone and that the process is just geared to be a disaster anyway. Okay, now let's go through these in more detail because they may sound a little bit strange. So that mistake number one of not getting clear on your needs, your wants, your aspirations or your desires up front. Now, whoever you're going to be working with, be it an architect, a draftsperson, a builder or any other type of industry professional, your first big mistake in, in knowing how to ask for what you want is not getting clear on it in the first place. Often I see homeowners think about renovating and building for ages, sometimes years, and when they actually decide to hit the go button and start speaking to professionals about it, they'll just barrel right in. They'll not really spend any time getting clear first on some key ideas like how they want to live in their future home or what their family specifically needs and how those needs might change in the future. Now, if you haven't spent some time being what I call a design detective first, so that is, you know, figuring out what will work for you, what won't what you like, what you don't like, how you and your family need to interact with each other and with your home for life to work for you, then what happens is you're totally reliant on your potential design professional to facilitate this process for you. And I've spoken at length before about the importance of good communication in the success of your renovation or new build. But the thing is that you might find that not everyone that you work with is naturally a great communicator. Great communication is actually a skill that takes work. And you can also sometimes struggle personally with communication yourself, you know, feeling confident about communicating, asking for something and speaking up when you're not happy. That might be something that you just naturally find difficult. And so what happens is that you consciously or you subconsciously, you just expect that the professional will ask certain questions or understand and know certain things so that they can help you. And look, to be honest, sometimes a professional will have a specific process to draw out of you the key information that they need to help you in your project. I know that when I work one-to-one with clients, even inside my group programs, I have a specific process that I have designed to pull the information from Uh, homeowners that I need in order to be able to understand how to help them best. And I've got colleagues who do the same. They have a, a, a special onboarding process that does just this. But not every professional is like this. And from my experience, I've actually seen loads of professionals who don't have a system or a process for onboarding clients. And it's all a bit organic, you know, and as a result, it can be pretty messy and confusing uh, start for homeowners sometimes, especially the uninitiated. So the scenario might go, might go something like this, you know, you've decided that you want to renovate or build you make a bunch of calls to local architects or designers or builders whose work you've checked out and whose work you like um, or you've heard good things about you might ask them to just come around for a chat you know have a chat to you about your project they will come around they'll make a series of suggestions about what you could do and then they'll leave and they'll send a fee proposal or a contract perhaps to make the next steps with them and you know it sounds quite interesting and it feels like the right thing to do and you just really want to get going ASAP 
you've been thinking about this for ages and you really just want to get going so you pay them some fees to get started and then that first round of drawings come back and they don't really look like what you expected or the budget indications are way beyond what you thought you wanted to spend and you know this might bat backwards and forwards for a while um, for months sometimes I've seen it happen and and until the point where you're getting completely frustrated and you you're really not much further along in your journey you've got emptier pockets and you feel like you've wasted you know several months sort of and not really got anywhere and because you didn't know how to ask for what you want, you potentially got the wrong professionals around, you didn't know how to communicate with them, you wasted time and money and stress on those first crucial steps, and it doesn't have to be like this, okay? Now, mistake number two is only figuring out how to make the next step after you've made the last. Now, if you've been reading or listening to Undercover Architect for a while, you'll know that I say this very often. Renovating and building, it's not one big decision or choice. It's a series of decisions made one after the other. You know, sometimes you'll have two options to choose from. Sometimes you'll have thousands of options to choose from. Each of these choices, they're sequential and they're consequential. And you'll feel like you make one and then another one pops up and sometimes several are flying at you at once. One choice leads you to the next. And honestly, it does not take very long to end up three or four steps down completely the wrong road. And it'd be very consuming, uh, very time consuming and very expensive to change the direction that you're traveling in. And given that many home builds or renovations, they can take 12 months or, you know, two to three years from the very start of the design process through to the completion of building and moving back in, you know, that's a long time. And it's a process of making thousands and thousands of decisions and choices along the way. And honestly, I have seen one choice at one significant point send projects completely under. And you can always trace the horror stories that you hear back to a specific point of of making the wrong ill-informed choice. Now if you knew you had to drive to another city and you had to get there by a certain time in a certain budget and you wanted an enjoyable experience along the way, chances are you wouldn't just hop in the car and figure it out as you went. Not if you're, not if you're anything like me and you've got three kids in tow as well. You can imagine the cries from the back seat. Are we there yet? When are we getting there? I'm hungry. Mom, so-and-so is touching me. So, so-and-so won't put their window up. I feel sick. <laughs> Renovating and building is exactly like this. You know, if you don't understand the overall picture, that roadmap to get from A to Z or from start to finish, and you're only figuring out each step, after you've made the last one, that's a surefire way to get lost and to waste time and to waste money and suffer a huge amount of stress. And it happens when you don't know how to ask for what you want. Now, the third mistake is feeling like you can't trust anyone to help you and that the process is just geared to be a disaster that you actually have to guard yourself against. Now, when you don't know how to ask for what you want, I usually see a few different things happen in how you approach the process of building and renovating. And what this means is that you actually end up being a sitting target in an industry that actually needs expertise to navigate it smoothly and successfully. And unfortunately, it's a really easy way to be taken advantage of. One thing that I see happen for homeowners, especially when they're unsure or nervous, uh, is that they can feel intimidated by that expertise gap. And it can mean that they just hand over money to those who promise that they'll make it easy and offer some magic pill um, without doing proper due diligence. 
And another thing that I've seen happen is that because you feel like you can't trust anyone and you're just expecting to be ripped off, um, that you'll actually miss asking key questions that will help you establish trust in the right people. And further to this, because I see many homeowners just expect that renovating or building is going to be a disaster, it's a foregone conclusion, you know, that it's just going to be horrible, you know, and that they're out of their depth and that they're a target that's just waiting to be taken advantage of. What it does is it actually changes the filters with which uh, you interview and you speak to potential team members. And I'll talk more about this in a couple of episodes, but I did just want to touch on it now. I've seen so many homeowners, women in particular, not feel that they can interview or question their potential professionals in a nitty gritty way, uh, that they don't really have permission to challenge them, you know, that they're the expert and they're just the mere mortal who doesn't have the permission to ask, you know, uh, you know, questions that they need to. Um, and perhaps they feel that that lack of expertise means that they can't question the expertise that someone has or, you know, that they'll come across as annoying or that they'll put that professional offside from the start. And another mistake that many make uh, as homeowners is um, as a means of avoiding dealing with this at all is they think, well, I can't trust anyone, so I'm just going to go it alone. You know, in the end, I'll save money because I'll be figuring it out myself. And uh, what I actually see happen is that this is a, hu- a way to cost yourself huge amounts of money um, and extra time and extra stress. So instead, I want you to have a think about uh, about it like this, okay? Uh, because uh, this this may help you. All right. I need to know how to ask for what I want so that I can find trusted, like-minded partners so that I can be able to communicate clearly with them so that I can get their help to enable me to get what I'm paying for and I can make the project simpler overall. All right. Because that's how we deal with overcoming those three challenges of cost, time and stress. All right, so those three mistakes again that mean homeowners, you know, don't know how to ask for what they want and what happens when homeowners don't know how to ask what they want. Um, Number one is not getting clear on their needs, wants, aspirations or desires up front. Number two is only figuring out how to make the next step after you've made the last. And number three is feeling that you can't trust anyone and that the project is just geared to be a disaster. Now, hopefully uh, the fact that I shared a fair amount of detail in the three mistakes that people make helps you see what you need to avoid as you start your project because avoiding these three mistakes will ultimately help you know how to ask for what you want. And I, I can't tell you how many times I hear from homeowners with a story that goes something like this, you know, they get in touch with me because they're frustrated that they've spent the last 12 months, sometimes longer, working on their project with a designer or a draftsperson or in the early stages with a builder and they're trying to get the design and budget sorted before they build and they're just it's just not going how they thought it would. They've shelled out fees, fees after fees after fees and they've lost trust and confidence with their team or they've actually never really had it in the first place. They've felt that they've wasted money and they've wasted time and they don't know how to get themselves out of the situation. They actually feel like it it means that they'll have to start pretty much all over and they'll potentially just have the same issue with a bunch of different professionals. It's like that saying, um, the better the devil you know than the devil you don't. And it's not just a Kylie Minogue song, it's actually 
it's actually from a book originally, but you know, that, that better the devil, you know, means that they've stayed and they've stuck to this bad process. They're feeling unexcited about their project. They feel unsupported by their team. They're stressed about what's ahead. They're even dreading it because they're still so early in the process and there feels like there's still so many things to overcome. And I hear from so many homeowners in this situation. Now, one of the recent members of my six-week course, How to Get It Right in Your Reno or New Home, actually said this best. You know, when I asked him what he'd found most beneficial in the course, he shared some really great feedback with me. And, you know, this was a member who'd actually joined because he said, I don't want another, I don't want another year of inaction. You know, I feel like, uh, I think he said he feel like a deer in headlights or he felt paralyzed by the indecision and he felt like they'd, you know, they'd worked with a designer, they'd not really got anywhere. You know, they felt like they were going around and around in circles. And he really committed to the fact that he just didn't, he wanted to take action in the right direction. And the feedback that he gave about doing the course was this. He said, to use myself as an example, stop asking or seeking advice from people when you don't fully understand the process of renovation. You'll be wasting your time and the professional's time if your head is just full of ideas and you're not clear on your direction. Once you understand what's involved with the renovation process after having done the How to Get It Right course, start being a design detective first to make sure you're heading in the right direction before getting more professionals involved and doing your due diligence. Now, if you're listening, uh, you know, that, Tim, thank you so much for that feedback and, uh, and it was great to get to know Tim inside um, the course and he's gone on and joined your Reno Roadmap as well. So I'm really excited. I, I just love helping um, homeowners like Tim get their projects off the ground and get their, you know, Tim's renovating a home for his family. And I can't wait to see that renovation come to reality. And it's just so exciting to work with homeowners in this way. Now, if you're listening to this podcast at the time of of its release, the doors are opening soon to the next round of uh, this six-week course, How to Get It Right. And so I'll share some more information about the course and how to be the first to know when it opens. Um, I'll share that at the end of this episode so that you can stay tuned for that. Now, let's talk briefly about the three ways to get it right, okay, so that you can know how to ask for what you want and know that you'll get what you paid for. And then I'm going to share three action tips for you so that you can get started now on knowing how to ask for what you want. Okay, so three ways to get it right. Now, number one is I want you to create a means by which you'll collect your thoughts, your ideas and your wants for your project so that you can start to gather them together and be able to use them to communicate with others. Be a design detective in your world. You know, design professionals who do this every day, we go about our days keeping our eyes peeled. Uh, It's an occupational hazard. We watch how people interact with and they use spaces and the things in it. We watch what people like, what they don't like, uh, what functions well, what doesn't, and how it could be improved. And we're constantly collecting ideas that inform our work. So be like that. You know, notice how you use your current home. What works? You know, what's incredibly inconvenient? What's frustrating? what makes you feel stressed you know these these are not the things that need maintenance like the dripping tap for example but they're the things that are how they're made and how they're shaped and how they're designed because they're the things that you have the opportunity to change improve or actually do entirely differently uh, in your future renovation or new home so you know is it that pile of stuff that gets dumped by the door every time somebody comes home is it that accumulating heap of paperwork on the end of the kitchen bench or uh, on the dining table 
Uh, is it that doorway or hall uh, that's too narrow for you to walk comfortably down and pass another family member who's walking in the opposite direction? Um, is it that you have to have the lights all on during the day to be able to see what you're doing? Is uh, is it that, you know, a room doesn't have a nice breeze flowing through? Is it that you've got a room in your house that's just a dumping ground because you don't have enough storage? And so you've got this whole room just kind of that doesn't get used because you've just got stuff stuffed in there. Um, is it that the space is cold in winter or and hot in summer? You know, do you not like the colour? Do you not like the feel of something or the texture or the finish of a material? Be a design detective. You know, do this in other people's homes too. When you visit friends or family, even go to open inspections and check out other people's homes, you know, and then find some way of or somewhere to jot it all down. You know, even if it's in a shoebox, you're just dropping notes in there, uh, images that you see, things that you like, or perhaps it's the notes function on your phone or a particular app. You know, there's lots of things that you can use. Start noticing and noting it down now. Now, number two is to work out where you want to go roughly how long you want to take to get there and what role you want to play along the way. Okay, so you don't have to have the answer to all of this at once, all right? You can start thinking about it and it means that time will be on your radar, um, which is really important part of the conversation as you proceed with your project. You know, often what I find is that when people do decide to build or renovate and you ask them when they want to have it done by, their answer will just be as soon as possible. <laughs> and this will be even though they might have been researching and planning their project for for months or for even years, you know. Once, once people hit the go button, they want it done yesterday. Uh, so, you know, if you're if you're at this point, if you're thinking, okay, yep, we're going to renovate, we're going to design, renovate or build our home, and you're at that start of looking at who you're going to work with for the design process and how that's all going to happen, you're generally looking at 12 months, if not two or three years uh, in some parts of Australia or in the world based on council approval times, availability of professionals and other impacting factors. You know, you're generally looking at that period of time until you're going to be able to move back into your finished home. And when I tell homeowners that, that it's like 12 months at least, maybe two or three years, I get one of two reactions. The, f the first reaction is, yep, that's what we thought. We kind of had an idea it was going to be like that. And the second is this completely deflated that long? You're kidding me. I can't believe it. You know, why is it going to take so long? But learning early on roughly how long that whole process is going to take for your specific project and what you want to do, that's a really worthwhile exercise. And it may be tricky for you to work out exactly where you want to go um, because usually the amount that you can do is linked to your budget and, you know, a few other factors. But at a base level, you know, have a think about the ideal and then perhaps work out if you're willing to stage the project or, you know, what might be, might be the minimum that you're willing to do to make the project worthwhile. You know, for example, the ideal might be, you know, the, the normal thing that a lot of homeowners want to do. It's the four bed, the two car, two bath to uh, living space home. That's pretty much the standard approach for most families that I meet who are wanting to build or renovate. But at a minimum, you might find that, you know, a three bed, one living that works really well, carport, you know, that option might work. Or perhaps it's just that you want to really upgrade the kitchen and create a beautiful indoor outdoor flow um, and have a great outdoor entertaining area. You know, I'm not sure what all will be for you, but start having a think about it because I think we have an all or nothing approach to building and renovating. And I know from experience that a big house is not what makes homeowners feel great 
it's actually a house that just works, you know, works for you and your lifestyle and your family. That's what makes you feel great. And those come in compact sizes too and in changes that aren't as dramatic as you might think they need to be. Now, number three is to think about your team. You know, who will it be and how will you hire them? I don't need to go into a lot of detail about this because I've done that in season four of the podcast. So instead, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes for season four so that you can head back and listen. Or if you're on iTunes, just scroll back down and you can see season four. It's called Know Your Team and uh, it will help you figure out who you're going to need on your project and I've interviewed various consultants from different roles who tell you exactly what you need to know in terms of interviewing them and how to find the best one for you. Now before we go let's give you three action tips all right that you can implement now and that you know that they'll really work off these three ways to get it right because this is all about you knowing how to ask for what you want so that you can get what you've paid for okay so tip number one is to start building your brief now remember your brief is basically your main communication tool that you'll use to explain what you want to all of those people who need to know And if you're keen for more detail about what this needs to include, I'll pop a link in the show notes to another episode where I actually shared some key questions that you can ask yourself to get this going. I've actually spoken about this in a couple of episodes, so I'll pop them both there so that you can have a a think about it. It's also worth mentioning that one of the bonuses in my six-week program, How to Get It Right in Your Reno or New Home, is a brief builder. Uh, It's a template that you can actually complete for your brief. And this will help you create your checklist and it'll help you determine, I've structured it so that it really helps you as the homeowner determine, you know, what's going to be essential, what's a nice to have, and you know, what's not necessary at all. And it's, uh, it, it enables you, um, if you do the course, it enables you to actually build a brief for your project. And I've had members uh, complete this brief and then take it to design professionals who've got back in touch with me and said it's one of the best, best briefs that they've ever seen. So um, I love it because it actually, the exercise of filling it out Uh, helps you think really constructively about what your home is going to need to suit you. And so the brief builder is a template to really facilitate that process for you. Now, the brief builder, so the brief builder bonus is in the course and um, in there's in the course, we also go through things like uh, lighting design and key material selection as well so that you can integrate them into your brief um, right from the outset so that everybody that you're working with is really informed about what you want. Now, tip number two is to have a look at a calendar and to think about your life and your schedule. You know, when are the school holidays, for example, if you've got school age kids, then looking at when those are, when are the peak times that you're busy at work or in your business, you know, when are you going to be available? When will you not? Seeing how this ebbs and flows over a year is actually a really handy way of seeing when you'll uh, have capacity to work on your project with some intensity and when you won't. And If you are going to need professionals that are willing to meet with you, say, on the weekends or in the evenings, then, you know, that's something that you need to establish with them up front and you need to find professionals who are willing to do that. And, you know, you know, have a think about, do you have the type of job, for example, where you're going to be able to take phone calls from your team in the middle of the day um, or be able to attend weekly site meetings during business hours? You know, understanding all of those things, they'll actually help you, as I said, establish those expectations 
and really frame what's possible and how your project's going to need to flow and how that's going to work for you. Now, in my six-week course, I do outline every step of the renovation or building process from the very start, you know, of understanding what your local council will let you do through to, you know, knowing that the builder's actually finished and, and can leave site. And each of these steps, I share mistakes that I see people making so that you know how to avoid them. And I share key ways uh, that you can get it right so that you can save that time, money and stress. And in week one of the course, I actually go through an outlined, um, a detailed run through basically of the time frame that each of the phases in a project will take and what the industry terminology uh, is that's used for those phases. Because I find that it can be really confusing for homeowners who are first starting their project and they're trying to navigate all of that industry jargon and match it to kind of what their versions of those terms are and the, that that translation process to real time and real activities can be really difficult at first and quite intimidating. So, you know, that's all about demystifying that. Now, tip number three is to pull together a list of the team members that you think you'll need. You know, as I said, season four of the podcast is an awesome way to get familiar with all of the various consultants and professionals that you'll need before you start building your renovation or new home. Many homeowners are surprised to find out just how many people have to come on board before construction even starts. And they often find that they haven't budgeted for them uh, and that they experience delays as they try to find them, make sure that they're available and then get them up to speed and involved on the project. So in the course also, I go through this in more detail and I provide a checklist that summarises each of the professionals, uh, their role in the project. And then I also let you know who is compulsory uh, and who is optional and when they need to come on board and what they'll do. So, uh, and another thing I do is when it comes to choosing your builder, I also share a bunch of key interview questions to ask them so that you can feel more confident that you're making the right choice for you and your project, all right? But uh, as I said, season four is an amazing resource for you to listen to. So if you haven't listened to season four of the podcast, make sure you head back and, and listen to that. There's a wealth of knowledge and experience in that season to really help you with your project. Now, hopefully you feel more equipped with the steps that you need to take in order to know how to ask for what you want right from the very start of your project. Knowing how to ask for what you want is one of the very early things that you can do to have confidence in your project and to feel more in control rather than beholden to and blindly trusting everything, everyone that you're speaking to and everything that you're hearing. You know, trust is really important with those that you bring on board, but it should be in an informed trust, you know, backed by the due diligence that you do, not just blind trust that's based on hope and cross fingers. Now, remember at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned those three main fears or challenges that homeowners tell me about all the time. Fear number one, budget. Fear number two, time. And fear number three is stress. So in the next episode, I'm going to be talking more about how to deal with the stress in your renovation or building project. And the key reason that I see so many homeowners find that their own behavior is one of the most surprising things when it comes to building or renovating. And knowing this, knowing knowing this key reason, it can fundamentally impact the success of your renovation or your new build. 
Thanks so much for joining me here on the Get It Right podcast with Undercover Architect. Now, the doors to my six-week program, How to Get It Right in Your Reno or New Home, they're going to be opening soon. And this online program is a supercharged way to get the education and information you need to understand the process of renovating or building your home. Plus, get my help and advice on your project. From, you know, the very start of finding out what's actually allowed for your home and your site through the design process, through how to find the right team for you and check their credentials, you know, through to getting your approvals, the nitty gritty of navigating those things in your design that are really going to make the difference, navigating your budget, getting your project built and how to know that your project is finished and the builder can leave site and you can maintain your sanity throughout all of it. You know, this program will outline the steps that you need to take from start to finish so that your project is a success and your home feels great and you feel great in it. I share the key lessons that I've learned from over 250 of my own projects, many more that I've studied and analysed and more than two decades of industry experience. And so you can understand the pitfalls and the mistakes to avoid, you can skip the heartache and the drama and you can know that your effort, your investment and your planning will all be worth it in your beautiful finished home. And I'm there alongside you for your six weeks membership as well to answer your questions and to really rocket launch you further along in your project. So to be the first to know when the doors to how to get it right open, head to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash waitlist and pop in your email address. I'll make sure that you're notified as soon as we open up the program for our next round. So that web address again is www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash waitlist and I'll also pop that in the show notes. This has been Amelia Lee from Undercover Architect. Thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye.